You are listening to episode 38 of the Path to Motherhood podcast. Welcome to the Path to Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, infertility life coach, Sarah Brandell. Join us each week as we walk through navigating your trying to conceive journey. My mission is to share the skills of managing your mind, processing emotions, and living a full life to create a more authentic path to motherhood. Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Path to Motherhood podcast. I am super excited to have you guys on here with me. It is looking beautiful outside. I'm super excited to get this episode recorded so I can get outside. If you're listening to this live as these episodes come out, it is almost summertime, which is amazing. My favorite time of year. I am just really looking forward to June, number one, with warm weather spending time with family and getting outside, but also we are prepping for another embryo transfer and again, working on bringing the power of hope and belief in what could be possible for us to this next transfer. So that is what I'm looking forward to. I have been thinking that perhaps in the next few weeks, I might do an episode with my husband I think it would be nice to hear a male's perspective and maybe just do like a full update on our story, right? Like we launched this podcast back in October. That's when I gave you guys an update on where we were. And I've given you little snippets at the beginning of episodes from time to time, but I thought it'd be cool to do like a full update, get an experience from his perspective. So if you have questions for him, if you have things you want me to ask him or bring up on the episode, reach out to me. Let me know what they are. I would love to hear them. But for today, I wanted to ask you all a huge favor. If you don't already know, leaving reviews for the podcast can be super helpful for spreading awareness about this podcast and most importantly for letting new listeners know that the podcast even exists. Um, It can be really helpful for making it show up in their podcast feeds when they go to look for new podcasts. So if you haven't already, I would love for you to leave a podcast review. Number one, I love reading them. Number two, it really is helpful for spreading the word and getting this information out into the ears of all the women who need to hear it. The most impactful place to do that is on Apple Podcasts. So if you have access to Apple Podcasts at all, that would be the main place I would ask for reviews to be left. If you, for some reason, don't, then of course, I'm grateful for all the reviews on all the other players, but a lot of them actually don't let you review. Some of them just let you leave like a star, which is great. It's better than nothing. But the word ones, you know, where you actually put what you think about the podcast, what you've taken away from the podcast, those are super helpful. So if you haven't, please leave a review. It'd mean a lot to me. And with that, let us get into today's episode. So for today, what I want to actually talk about is the power of curiosity. And when I was kind of sitting down to record this episode, I'll be honest, I was a little bit all over the place in what direction I wanted to go. This was on the list of some things that I had been considering doing a podcast sometime in the future, but I was unsure. And this one popped out to me as something that could be really important and impactful for you because Being curious, coming from curiosity, I find in my journey, I find in my kind of work with coaching has been something that has been so impactful and so beneficial to not just my fertility journey, but so many areas of life. And so I thought this would be a good one to share because you could use this technique 
like I said, to apply in a lot of different places. So what exactly do I mean by this? I find that we all have heard of the term of this whole black or white thinking. And I find that we go into that mode of black or white thinking often in our journey, right? We go into either I could have the easy journey and just get pregnant at the you know blink of an eye, or I can have the hard journey where I can try for years and years and waste lots of money and it's never going to work. And there's like nothing in between. And these type of black and white thoughts come up so often, right? Like this cycle is either going to be totally unsuccessful or it's going to be the best thing ever. And this mode of thinking really limits us on our journey. It really limits us on our belief and the possibility of the future. It really limits us on our growth and our belief in the journey. And so I really want to argue that the key, the antidote to all that black and white thinking is curiosity. And so what I'm going to do to kind of give you ideas of how you can bring curiosity into your journey is give you examples of where we can use curiosity along the way. And some of them we've talked about before. I'll give you some reminders as as we go through but I think this is going to be really helpful. And then you guys can start to notice places in your own journey as you're navigating things that you can start to weave curiosity into things. So one we've talked about, it's been quite a while. It's been months ago, but it's something that's important to always bring back up because I know so many of you deal with it is with interactions with other people, right? When you get those moments of unsolicited advice, and this one is one that can be a little bit controversial because people will think, hey, they're the one who said the inappropriate comment. They should have to deal with the work around that, not me. But we all know that most of those people who said maybe what we consider to be an inappropriate comment have no idea that it's inappropriate. So there's no way they're ever going to do any quote unquote work around it, right? Or, you know, thinking about it, unless we want to do the work of saying, hey, did you know what you just said to me actually was kind of hurtful and this is why? What about if you said it this way, right? Like if we educated them, then maybe. But again, that's bringing the work back onto us. So what I find to be really helpful, and I shared this tip with you guys back in that episode last fall, is to always attempt to come from two things. One, from assuming people in general are good human beings. And two, to come from curiosity. So when someone says to me, hey, did you know my friend so-and-so stopped trying, got drunk, went on vacation, and then they just magically got pregnant, and I'm like fist clenched, ready to like scream at them, (laughs) if I can come from like, hey, she said that to me, not because she's trying to be mean, but because she really thought it was going to be useful information, even though I disagree with that, number one. So right, she's a good human. For the most part, that's true. We talk about in the episode the moments when that's not true. And you can go back to the episode and listen about that. But for the most part, people are good humans. And then from there, say, hmm, like, what if there was an ounce of truth to what she's saying? What could I kind of take away from this information? So get curious. Maybe I could take away like, hey, she's insinuating, hey, maybe you're stressing too much. Maybe if we could drop a little bit of that, maybe things would be more successful. Yeah, totally. I buy that. Now that's way easier said than done. And when you're like doing acupuncture and going to yoga and meditating and doing all these things and trying to quote unquote de-stress, 
and then someone tells you, hey, you need to stress less or calm down, that feels really uncomfortable. I get it. But if we come from curiosity and say, what could I take away from this? What could be beneficial from what she's saying? And maybe it's literally like, oh, thanks for the reminder to calm down a little bit today. And that's it. That curiosity and bringing that into your interactions with others can be so helpful of lessening the painful interaction of those unsolicited advice encounters, right? I had someone who would say to me things like, you better hurry up and have that second kid. Your daughter isn't getting any younger. And of course, my first instinct is to just be angry and be like, are you kidding me? Did you really seriously just say that? You have no idea what I've gone through, right? But first, reminder, they're probably a good human. Second, how can I get curious here? How can I be curious about what they're saying? I literally, now this, you know, can take in different directions. For me, I was like, wow, like, they actually think I'm a good enough human that I'm a good enough mom with my first kid. They actually think I would be good at having a second. What a gift. Now, all the other stuff, the frustrations, yeah, they're still there. I'm not negating them, but I'm at least like lessening the blow of that interaction. And that is really what curiosity can allow for you a lot of times is an interaction can feel really uncomfortable. An interaction can feel really painful. And just a little bit of curiosity can dampen that a bit. Let's go to another example. So we talked recently with Danielle Savory. She is my favorite go-to woman for all things intimacy and pleasure for women. And we talked about sexual encounters and, you know, sex through infertility and pregnancy loss can get a little complicated. And one of the things that she talks about, I know I could totally relate to, and I'm sure so many of you can relate to is those moments when you're supposed to be having the sex, right? Like it's time to be making a baby. You're in your window and you need to go do it, but you're dreading it because scheduled sex or I don't want to have to do it or anything in that kind of realm, right? Where you're dreading going into an encounter. And number one is like, hey, Give yourself some grace that like, it's okay to feel that way sometimes. I know I've had a conversation with my husband about this and his first reaction was like, what? Like there's moments where you have dread about this and it's just a total different way of thinking. But I know there are women listening to this podcast that have felt that dread before. And so I get that it can feel uncomfortable to even admit that you have it, right? But just know it's okay for it to be there. It's okay for that dread to come up from time to time. There's nothing that's gone wrong if that's the case. But what Danielle shared was bringing in a little curiosity to like, maybe, maybe brain, like maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe it won't be that fun. Maybe this will be a chore. But what if it is? What if it is pleasurable? Like what if it is a good encounter? What if it could be fun? Right? Again, coming back to curiosity and opening up the window just a little bit for maybe this could be the right moment. She talks in her work a lot about when we use common excuses to just kind of default out of interactions with our partner, right? To default out of intimacy with our partner. 
I think a lot of us, it is something to do with infertility, but another really common one for everyone, not just women going through infertility, but everyone has to do with time and energy levels, right? Like, I'm just so tired. It's so late. I'm too exhausted. My brain is thinking about a million things. I don't have any focus to do anything related to intimacy right now, right? And so it can become a habitual habit for your brain to think like, no, babe, it's too late. No, babe, I'm too tired. Ugh, I don't want to have to do that. And the thing is, is that half the time when you've done that, when you've said that phrase so many times, it has become a habit. It's not even necessarily 100% true, which is so interesting. And still, the curiosity can win here. Still, when you think, I'm too tired, or I just, it's too late, maybe, maybe it's too late. Maybe I just don't have enough energy for this, but maybe I do. Maybe I could. You know what is one thing that I have been wanting for so long when it comes to the podcast? That is an easier way to hear from all of you. I record these episodes talking to an empty room, hoping that I'm making it into the earbuds of some of you guys and just really helping you on your journey. But recently, my podcast provider came out with a new feature. So if you scroll to the show notes right now, you should be able to see a link to simply text me. It stays anonymous. No worries about that. I actually can't see your phone number to text you back. But this is a place where you can say hello. Tell me what you loved about the episode. Tell me the things you didn't love about the episode. Tell me what you want to hear about next. Just give me your feedback. I am super excited for this feature to be available and to hear from all of you. So please try it out. Send me a message. And I look forward to reading them. Maybe I have like a little bit of energy just even for some cuddling, right? And that curiosity, again, is constantly reopening windows of communication, reopening windows of connection, reopening windows of hope we'll talk about in a minute. And that's where I think curiosity can be such a great gift in your journey, is allowing curiosity to reopen you back to those things take you away from like absolutely not or absolutely yes and bring you back to the middle. So another example I find really helpful is our thought process around upcoming attempts at conceiving, right? So I have a lot of women who come to me and say like, oh my God, Sarah, like I'm prepping for, you know, a surgery and then we're going to try again in June or I'm doing IUI in June, or I'm doing IVF, whatever it is, right? You're like planning to try to get pregnant. And it's like, I'm not even looking forward to it because I know it's going to just be terrible. And the two week wait is going to be terrible. And I'm going to have a negative pregnancy test. Or like, maybe I do get the pregnancy test, but it's just going to be a chemical pregnancy, or it's just going to end up in miscarriage. And I don't even want to get my hopes up about any of it. And I get it because our mind spins out like that and thinks of all the worst case scenarios. I totally, totally do get it. But in those moments is where curiosity is your friend. In those moments where I am spiraling out in negativity, the biggest gift I can give myself is maybe, 
Maybe this one doesn't work out. Maybe this one has complications. Maybe I see another negative pregnancy test, but maybe not. Like maybe this is the one, right? I am preparing for my fourth embryo transfer. I can tell you that preparing for positivity of this fourth embryo transfer is a totally different beast and experience than preparing for the positivity of the first one, right? The first one, I had no evidence to go on. I had nothing to back me up of why this wasn't going to work. I was doing IVF for the first time and I had all the hope in the world. Now I have three negative cycles, three unsuccessful transfers piled up like books on a shelf saying like, see, Sarah, see, this likely isn't going to work. And I know we all have bookshelves of evidence like that. See all the times I got pregnant and it was a miscarriage. See all the months I tried and had negative pregnancy tests. See all the years I've gone and had irregular cycles. It's never going to work for me. It's never going to work out. And that it makes total sense, total sense that our brain is focused there. It makes total sense that it's kind of really spending time just attacking at all the ways this is a bad idea. But that is the perfect moment to allow just an ounce of curiosity. Maybe, maybe brain, like I know you're so scared to have to experience more disappointment, more grief, more frustration. I know you want this success of a pregnancy and a healthy baby so badly that you are scanning the world for any possible way that that could go wrong. And I get that that's where your focus is. And I I love you for that. But maybe, maybe actually this could be our time. Maybe actually this one could be our chance. Maybe actually this pregnancy could lead to a healthy baby. Maybe actually this is what was meant for me. Maybe actually this was supposed to be my journey. Maybe, just maybe. What a gift of a word that curiosity can bring us, right? This thought of just maybe. I'm not telling you it's going to erase all your fears. It's not going to erase all your doubts. But it does open up a little bit of room for some hope, for some belief, and the possibility I have talked about in the past, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen about the belief triad when it comes to trying to get pregnant. We must believe in our body's capability to get pregnant. We must believe in the process, the providers that are helping us get pregnant. And we also must believe in the ability of this beautiful spirit baby to come down to us and join our family, right? And so if we're questioning that and we're attacking that belief triad and we're just like beating it up constantly, then like, of course, there's an issue there. So this process of curiosity brings us closer to having belief in that beautiful triad, brings us closer to having some positivity in what we're working through. And that's what I ask for all of you to have is to bring that curiosity into the process and it can make all the difference. So I encourage you to take some of these examples and look to your life and think of ways that we can kind of start to bring more curiosity to things. I'm going to share one last example, but really what I want this to be is just ideas of ways curiosity can be beneficial. And then I want you to share with me. I want you to message me 
tell me where did you try using more curiosity and how did it help shift your mindset? How did it help shift your perspective? That would be what I would love to hear about. So what I was thinking is one last example that I think could be really helpful is talking about different types of change. Lifestyle change typically is what I'm working with women about. On this journey, it's often something that's discussed. We talked about it in a recent episode with Christina about potentially we want to do things. We want to change our nutrition, our lifestyle, our sleep, our exercise, etc., to change our health in hopes of improving our fertility. That's an often consideration that's brought up for a lot of women that I talk to. And so I bring this up as our final example, just because a lot of you I know have been going through stories like that. And maybe you come up with this new diet protocol. Maybe you come up with this new exercise plan, whatever the lifestyle changes for you, and you're able to apply it and it's going great. If that's the case, awesome. Keep going. But more often what I hear is women say, I really want to be doing this. I really want to be eating in this way to support my PCOS. I really want to cut these things to support my endometriosis. I really want to start doing these lifestyle habits to support my stress and nervous system, whatever it is, but I can't get myself to keep doing it. I can't get myself to follow through. I can't get myself to feel motivated to do this. I feel restricted. I feel irritated. I feel like this is just so hard. I feel like I'm never going to get it done. I feel like it's almost my fault that I haven't fixed my fertility because I can't get myself to do X, Y, or Z. Can you see how that is like such, number one, so damaging to yourself, putting yourself to that standard of having to like meet some unattainable goal to quote unquote fix things, but also how that's such all or nothing thinking. Either I have to do this protocol exactly as I laid it out here, and then I can get pregnant, or I don't, and it's my fault. And so This is a place that I find that curiosity can be really helpful. I just worked with a client this week that she's doing something very similar. She is rolling into cutting out a handful of different things, such as gluten, to help improve her endometriosis. This was a recommendation from her medical provider. It's not a recommendation I gave her. I don't do that. But she came to me and said, hey, I really want to do this. This is what I was recommended to do, but I can't get myself to do it. Can you help me? And so what we have been doing is to get curious of how can we do this in a way that is sustainable? How can we do this in a way that is going to be something that she feels confident she can follow through with? How can we do this in a way that benefits her fertility and doesn't cause her to be all stressed out because now she's like eliminating a bunch of things and feels restricted? And so curiosity is what's allowed her to actually start making some of those changes and following through on them. Before, before the curiosity, she was in the, here's my protocol, no exceptions, never again am I going to eat anything on this no list, and I'm just going to follow it to a T, and then I'll be able to get pregnant. And let me tell you, she wasn't following it. She didn't even make a couple days because she felt so miserable. She felt so restricted. She felt so irritated. And so she wasn't completing really what she was trying to do. Now we've loosened the grip. We've gotten curious. We've come up with a plan that seems practical and doable to her. And we've made way more progress in going in the direction that her medical providers wanted her to go. And she feels good doing it. And it feels 
doable. That's the key. That's what curiosity can bring us. Get us out of our all or nothing thinking and get us into creation mode, getting us into allowance for hope and joy and positive emotion mode. So I hope that these examples were helpful. I really want you to scan your life and see where you can add curiosity into your life and share it with me. Send me a message. Let me know what you're doing because I would love to celebrate your wins. So I hope you guys all have a great week and I will talk to you next week on the Path to Motherhood podcast. Hey there, Inspired Mama. If you enjoyed this show, I want to invite you to leave a review in your podcast player. This helps to share the message with so many more women just like you. Also, if you know of another hopeful mama on her path to motherhood, please share this episode with her. I would love to get this into the ears of anyone who needs to hear it. If you are ready to step this work up and not only learn these tools, but to apply them to your unique story, head to the link in the show notes to apply for a free consult call. I would be honored to help you.